Hey everybody, it's Scott Hamilton with Rockfile Radio, and we forgot to hit record. Aaron and I from Gemini Center have been talking for like a half an hour now. Yep, and we could keep doing it. <laughs> That's a good thing. It's good to have it friends. Is, it is a good thing. I, unfortunately, I do have to play a show in a little bit, so well, we can't talk all night. No, and, and we should, you know, talk about the album and the tour and what's next for Gemini Syndrome. So we met last April a year ago. It's been almost a year and a half since the last time we talked. At the time, the album was not out. Now, Lux has been out for a while. What's been the response? Your, as you called it, your first light into the world. Yeah. How has it been? It's been great, man. Um, as far as, like, fan response has been awesome. Uh, the response from, like, our peer group, like other musicians, other bands has been great. Um, the, the response from press has been great. Different write-ups and different magazines, online zines. Um, it's just, man, it's been overwhelmingly positive. Now, you have toured almost nonstop since the last time we met. Is that, it's, dude, it's got to be hard. At times it is, yeah. Uh, I was talking to somebody earlier. I think, I mean, more or less we've been on the road, it seems like, for like three years straight. Mm -hmm. We get little breaks here and there, but a lot of those breaks, in, you know, come with work at home. <laughs> so it's like we go home and we're still doing stuff. You know, I remember last year we've been touring all year. And we got a little time off in the summertime, and that was, we went home and we did the basement video. So there was all sorts of work to go into that as well, you know? So it wasn't really like, ah, kick my feet up and watch some movies and stuff. <laughs> you know, it's like, go home and still bust your ass. And then as soon as that was done, we turned back around and went out. I think it was Five Finger at that point, you know? So it's just a, it's a constant thing. This, this last break between, uh, between Seven Dust and Nonpoint, we were home for about six weeks. And uh, there was still work to be done for sure, but that was like the longest break we'd had in quite some time. So it was nice to go home and have some time at my house and hang out with my dog. And What a cool dog. My dog's awesome. Big dog. Yeah, big dog. <laughs> she's only 62 pounds only, and she's not even two years old yet, so I'm sure she'll be like 80 by the time she's done growing. <laughs> She, wow. She still thinks she weighs five pounds, but that's okay. Jumps in your lap like a little lap oh, dog. You have no idea, dude. <laughs> I have to literally kick her out of bed because she's laying on my legs. And she, we took her to the vet. She, her body temperature is 101 degrees. Apparently that's normal for dogs. I run hot. Mm -hmm. Okay. I need it to be freezing in my house with a blanket. That's how I sleep. I don't, I don't sleep well in the heat. And so having her lay on it, she's like, get out of here, dude. I love you, but and she flies off the bed. So air conditioning's not working too well on the vehicle, and you're in South Florida. I bet you're not going to be sleeping a whole lot tonight. By not working too well, you mean not working at all? Yeah. Well, I was trying to be nice. Yeah, well, <laughs> let's just be realistic here, my friend. It is rock and roll. Yeah, it's hot, man. We, we just spent the last week and a half up north. And uh, and it's getting cold up there. Yeah, it was really nice for me. I loved, I loved it. Now, when you go on tour, do you have to bring all the long sleeve stuff with the short sleeve stuff? How, do you have that kind of room? Um, or layers? We're thinking layers. Yeah, I mean, I'll bring like I'll bring a jacket, a couple of hoodies, and then the short sleeve stuff, like a pair of shorts. It was tough to, to gauge on this tour because we're in the middle of like almost on the brink of winter. Right. We knew we were going to be up north, but now we're we're down in Florida. We're heading over to Texas, so I think I, I packed incorrectly. To be honest, <laughs> I think I packed incorrectly, but I'll I'll make it. Is we've we've done worse. When we did that festival in Virginia uh, in June, mm -hmm. Operation Rockfest, we drove from L.A. straight to Virginia three days uh, we took the 40 south through you know Arizona through the desert right uh, AC wasn't working then either 
so it was probably 115, 120 degrees in the back. That had to smell choice. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> Your fellow man all on top of you. Oh, it was gross. <laughs> it was absolutely, it was, and we get, like, by the time we get to the festival, I pretty much had heat exhaustion, and my body, you know, when you're just stuck in those conditions for that long, and then you have to go up and, like, use your internal organs to push air out to sing and scream. It was exhausting, man. We had a You're killing time. the rock star image. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. I am, a, I am a living god like the pharaohs were, and I can take anything. He's a machine. I am truly, yes, I am a machine. <laughs> sent from the alien world. I don't even know what that means, man. Hey, it's early yet, though. We'll figure it out as we go along. So a little birdie told me that, you know, maybe the record label was going to try and push Morningstar on some national radio stations. So we played it, and it went to number one. And why am I the only station playing that brilliant song? I don't know. I don't handle radio. Well, you should. (laughs) Then it would be a whole other job, though. I wouldn't be able to be the singer in the band. I'd be running radio for them. Yeah, and I don't think that's as much fun, really, probably. running the running the promotion. No, nah, probably not. Now there's a, there's a couple a couple stations like yours that are playing it, um, and the you know the people that are that are getting exposed to it appreciate it and they like it. Because Stardust was huge for everybody. That was a great song. Yeah, that really didn't did did a, a lot of work for us, you know, and uh, we're very appreciative of that. And it, it's that song seemed to resonate with a lot of people, and we had people. You know, getting engaged at the festivals while you're we like during that song, which I thought was really cool. You know, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird, especially. At least it wasn't during basement or anything. But yeah, that would <laughs> play. it should have been during pleasure and pain. Right. <laughs> Talking about getting married, but um, no. But that's like that's really flattering to have people take that song and make it. You know, people come up to me at shows and be like, "This is our song." Like, you didn't really expect that, did you? No, I didn't think that's what would come from it. I like to, I like to be sarcastic with them. Well, well, technically, it's my song, but you guys can <laughs> share it with me. But you know, that's just, that's just the cynical side of me. So now you've been playing these songs for a while. You had all these songs done before the album was was uh, released, and then now we're long into that. Is there new songs going to start being worked into sets, or? Yeah, as as time goes on, we're going to basically finish this non-point run out, and then. Uh, you know, we write constantly. There's always oh, there's always stuff happening. I can't say that we're like, you know, the record's done by any means, but just picking little pieces, little riffs that come, little lyrical ideas that come, they get, they get written down or recorded somehow. Uh, when this tour is over, really the next step has to be focusing on our next record. Yeah. You, you think know? you've laid enough groundwork for that one to be even bigger? I hope so, yeah. Well, touring the country for three years <laughs> I, I'm, I'm excited for it man I'm excited to see where it comes because you know having your first album out and, it, and we did get such a great response and like we were just talking before we, we hit record is like you know bands that come out and, and, and maybe release their first EP and put the put the legwork in the grassroots work in and, and build that fan base so we, then they release the first record and that you know kind of gets you a little more exposure and you just tour on that, and then your fan base grows even more, and then hopefully the second record will come out, and the people that are already invested are gonna gravitate towards it, I hope. And then people that maybe haven't been exposed as much will start hearing the buzz from the people that are into the center, you know, the right. group, and, and and see where it takes us, you know? I, I think this record will be even stronger than the first one. Absolutely. Hoping so. I have no doubt. 
I like your positivity. <laughs> but I talked to you guys in uh, April of 2013. You were on the device tour with David Draymond. And then two days later, I saw you at Fort Rock. And I got to tell you, from somebody who had just become a fan that weekend, to be walking around in the crowd taking pictures and hearing people after each song going, man, have you heard these guys? They're fucking awesome. That's so cool. I mean, and I, I'd be going, yeah, it, it's happening. And to watch, by the end of the set, people are bouncing up and down like they've been, you know, they've been fans for years. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've noticed on this tour and the Seven Dose run, the last two tours we've done, there's a lot of people coming out that, that are our fans. You know, one of my favorite parts about touring with bands like Seven Dust, the Nonpoint and Five Finger, all the, all the guys that have taken us out, is that we get to, to go in front of their fan base. We get to go in front of their crowd and, and become exposed to people who maybe have no idea who we are. Right. And then, you know, a lot of the time, by the end of that, I'll have people coming up saying, I've told you this before, never heard of you before you got a fan for life. And That's what happened to me. And that keeps, that keeps cycling itself over. Because so. i got to be honest, when we did our first interview, I had heard a couple of songs. I had no idea if I was even going to like you guys. Yeah. We did an interview, and then you guys blew my face off. It was really awesome. <laughs> Glad to hear that. <laughs> and then I saw you in a festival crowd. I saw you in a small club, and then I see you in a festival crowd, and you were just as good. And it's, it's, a, different, it's a different thing. but Well, and that go- the goggles. Do, do you wear the goggles on the inside, or are those only for outside tours? Really only for outside. Because um, that became kind of a thing for a while. That was your yeah. big cover picture. Yeah, and I, st- I still use them. Uh, <laughs> really, it's it's because it's very I'm, steampunk. It is. I, that, I'm kind of going in that direction. I, I have a steampunk hat that a, a friend of mine made for me too, and I forgot it at home this oh. time around. I was going to use it for Halloween, but so it goes. But uh, <laughs> no, I really use those because I am light sensitive. Right. So instead of just wearing sunglasses, we wanted to come up with something kind of kind of trippy looking, and uh, I tried to wear them inside. But again, going back to the fact that I'm legally blind, you know, you're going into a dark club. It's already hard enough for me to see. So and then wear those goggles. The goggles on top of it. It's like, all right, we're just making the blind guy more blind. That's just not going to work out for anybody, especially me. I'll face plants into a barricade or something. You know? Ooh, let's not do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> we still got a couple more weeks on the road. Yeah. There's a funny story of uh, Waylon from, from Mushroom Head came up to me on the last, the last night of that tour. I think it was the last night. We had just played Tennessee the night before. And I was on stage talking to, I met some of the pit bosses outside before, and I told them I'd come down and mosh with them, and I said something on stage, like, I see you down there, or whatever, so, anyway, I get in the pit, show ends, next day, Waylon comes up to me, and I'm doing my best Waylon impression, Aaron, gotta say something to you, he says, I I see you read your phone, I know you're blind, I'm just worried you're gonna hurt yourself, but I gotta ask you a question. You told the fans that you could see them. Why would you lie to them? And we all started cracking. I love wailing to death. Like you're a, you're a jerk. <laughs> you're blowing my mood here. I, I, love, I love him to death. He, like him and I keep in touch, man. He's a great guy. But that was just one of the funniest things he'd ever seen. Yeah, because if the fans knew, oh wait. Oh well, now that. Uh oh. Why would you lie to them? Damn it, Waylon. It's all, it's all smoke and mirrors. It's it show is, business. Exactly. <laughs> no, I am legally blind, so if you see me walk... Are you really? Yeah, absolutely. Do you drive? No. I did have a dream last night that I was driving, and that was awesome. Wasn't it, the band vehicle, was it? No, I was, driving, <laughs> I was driving a big rig in my dream. It was really bizarre. Scary. I, I just remembered that now. <laughs> hey, we, we got the formation of a song. Wait, he's got to write something down. Big rigs and beer. <laughs> Convoy. That'll that'll be that'll, that'll be the whole concept of the second record. We're gonna get to take take a step away from this spirituality, philosophy, psychology thing. We're just gonna go to big rigs and beer. Take it, redneck. 
Well, and that that's a good lead into, you guys have a really positive message for a band that's on the heavy side of things for most of the songs. Yeah. Pretty positive outlook, pretty positive. Even, even songs like Basement, there's still a light behind everything you do. At least that's my perception. Uh, yeah, you nailed it. That was that was my goal, lyrically. Um, you know, I came from some dark places in my life, and music always helped me kind of cope with that stuff. You know, whether it was the really angry stuff like Pantera and, and it, you know, Fear Factory and those kind of bands, or whether it was the darker stuff like Typo Negative or Stabbing Westward, or then as time went on, you know, as, as my, my taste evolved and whatnot, you see, I started finding, like, especially lately, I think, uh, like, Carnival, 12-Foot Ninja. Oh, great bands. Both happen Australia. to be Australian bands, right. but their message is, like, very positive in a sense. And it is dark, but it, like you said, there's the light at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And there's always some sort of hope, you know. And as, as, as absolutely deranged as this world can be, you know, hope is, is something that, kept me here it's why i'm still breathing and still doing what i do and nobody should lose hope ever nope you can't there's that what's that line from shawshank redemption you know mm-hmm. like there's something inside something they can't touch what are you talking about hope. hope gotta have it man every day i look forward to the next day yep i mean hope is what keeps me alive agreed <laughs> aaron what a what an incredible conversation thank you very much we always have good ones man and it's only getting better it's my pleasure uh Dude, well, I'm going to have to get out more because you don't seem to come to Florida as often as I would like. You should uh, put you in the trailer. (laughs) Dude, I can do the radio station from anywhere. As long as you have Wi-Fi, I'm in. There you go. We got a hotspot. Do you? Yeah, I think Brian does. What was it? Pump up the volume with Christian Slater. We'll put the transmitter in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love it. Well, everybody, catch Gemini Syndrome on this tour and every tour until the new album comes out and then continue to catch Gemini Syndrome. They're my favorite live band. I got to plug one more thing. Please. We just got announced for Shiprocked. Dude. February. So if you guys want to go on a boat. Okay, I'm a little worried about an albino guy on a Caribbean cruise. As you should be. (laughs) Sunscreen. And I've seen you at festivals. We got the big hat. We got the big goggles. You take care. Yeah, unfortunately, I lost that hat somewhere no along, so I have to get a new one. But I'll figure it out. They they make more than one hat like that. They do. Yeah, so <laughs> I think I'll be okay. Maybe that hat you were going to bring on tour would that work? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I have to do some SPF 100, and uh, I'll, I'll probably still have my my long coat for the festival or for the cruise. Right. It's going to be uh, that'd be interesting. Have you been on the Caribbean cruise before? I have never been on a cruise. I'm very excited to go. I bet you are. Yeah, man. It'll be fun. I'll be I'll be doing night swimming. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not talking about the REM song either. No. <laughs> well played. Yeah, and very nice. Thank you, Aaron. You got it, man. Thank you.